Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to The Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode, grassland researcher Mike Egan gives his top tips for grazing management during autumn. And he started by reminding us about target farm cover and rotation length for the coming weeks. What should have happened over the last couple of weeks and the next couple of weeks on dairy on grassland farms is farmers should be extending the grazing rotation. So the general rule of thumb is that we want to build our peak farm cover somewhere in the early October. And to do that, we need to start lengthening our grazing rotation from the beginning of August, um, somewhere by two to two and a half days per week or eight to ten days per month. So if you take it at the end of July, you were on somewhere around a 22, 23 day rotation. By the end of August, you should have built that up to a 30, 31, 32 day rotation and then every month after that, 8 to 10 days. So by the time you get to the start of your final rotation in October, um, you will be somewhere on a 40 to 45 day rotation that will bring you somewhere to the middle or end of November um, to be able to, to extend your grazing season. Um, and the reason you want to extend it is so you can build up your peak farm cover. And if you don't build up your peak farm cover high enough when you come into October, because growth rates are declining, demand is still relatively high, um, you're going to drop off your farm cover very, very quick, um, potentially drop it too low coming into the winter, um, and you're going to have to put in a high level of supplementation in order to achieve extended grazing. So you want to extend your grazing rotation, build up your peak farm cover, and be hitting that the, the longest rotation, starting your long rotation, and have your peak farm cover in early October. And in, ter- in terms of practical, practically, what are you seeing on farms? Are farmers achieving targets or are they, you know, are they slightly lower in terms of farm cover? Farm cover, it's probably not a million miles away from where it should be. Should be. Rotation length is probably a little shorter than where it is. Um, but demand is, is quite low on it. So it shouldn't be a major issue in terms of extending the grazing rotation. Um, but again, there's a huge variation on farms and some of the higher stock farms that never really when we had that kind of period of lower growth rates in July um, their farm cover is probably is still a little bit lower than where it should be we're now in the middle of August growth rates are going to decline as we go further in so it's going to be much harder to build that farm cover up so people who are behind target now and we go through the targets in a minute but people who are behind target now should probably put in some sort of maybe a little bit of supplementation or bring back in ground that they had taken out to lower the demand and increase the farm cover and push out that rotation length. In terms then, uh, I was at a group yesterday, Mike, and there's um, one one uh, particular farmer in the group has a lower stocking rate. So you're saying, you know, we want to peak at a, a thousand or eleven hundred in late September, early October. Um, that farmer now, you know, if he achieves that peak, he's looking at an, a farm cover per cow of almost 500. Yeah. So what's your advice for somebody in that scenario? Obviously, you, one blanket is not going to fit all. If you're stocked at 2.5 versus over three, you can't do the same guidelines. And if you have the same cover per cow, it's going to cause problems in terms of clean outs if you're very lowly stocked or if you have a low cover per cow on a higher stock farm, you're going to have been higher level supplementation. So there has to be a little bit of tweaking depending on your own farm specific situation in terms of stocking rate, but also on your closing date and your closing pattern as well. So the lower stock farms don't need as high a peak farm cover as farmers that are very highly stocked because they have less of a demand. But again, if they don't reach that peak cover either, it's still going to be an issue in terms of closing date on their farms. So we have 
on the newsletter went out, we had three stocking rates, so 2.5, 3 and 3.5 cows per hectare. And if you look at the peak farm cover that was required on each of those, on a farm that's somewhere around 2.5 cows per hectare, in early October, you're talking about a average farm cover per hectare of 1,000 or 400 per cow. Um, on a farm stock to three, you're talking about 1,150 cover per hectare or 380 to 400 cover per cow. Um, and then on a stocking rate of 3.5 cows per hectare, you're talking about 1,175 or 1,200 peak farm cover or about 340, 350 cover per cow. So although the average farm cover per hectare is increasing as stocking rate goes up, your cover per cow is lower as your stocking rate goes up because you have more cows to feed. And on that higher stocking rate farm, there is going to be a higher requirement for supplementation as you extend that, as you go further into the year. And as you say, look, the guidelines are there and not one size fits all no. in terms of the peak farm cover. Over the last number of years, you have completed an experiment here looking at a variation in um, in terms of average farm cover at peak and the start of the last rotation. Can you delve a little bit into that? Yeah, so three years ago, we're coming into the third autumn of it now. Um, we have three springs and we're coming into the third autumn of it now. We, we set up a study looking at... Well, the pre- main aim, aim of the study was to... how When we looked at what was happening on pasture base and what was happening with cow numbers nationally and ICBF figures there was a huge gap between spring feed demand that was required based on cow numbers and stock and spring demand um, and what was actually happening on pasture base with opening farm covers. So there's very high level of supplementation going in. And with the stock ringers there, we were requiring an opening farm cover of 900 plus nationally on pasture base. It was closer to 800, so there's a big gap. So we set up a study to see can we uh, manipulate our autumn closing management to increase the amount of grass we have in spring for opening farm covers and we wanted to get farm covers of greater than a thousand and then lower than 700 as a as a range so we set up three autumn closing strategies in terms of doing that and we took the standard autumn closing strategy which is a peak farm cover of somewhere around 1100 1150 uh, we started closing on the 10th of october we had 60 percent grazed by the first week of november and we finished grazing then somewhere around the 24th 25th of november which is kind of your standard protocol for your autumn cro- closing management but then because we wanted to have a much higher opening farm cover we had to close earlier so we had to start grazing much earlier so we started grazing um or started closing our paddocks on the 25th of september we had 80 percent just over 80 percent grazed by the 1st of november and we had the cows housed by the 10th of november and then we went the other extreme altogether we pushed it another two weeks so we started closing on the 24th of october we had only about 35-40% grazed by the 1st of November and we said grazing until the first week of December to try and get that range and opening farm covers on farm. But in order to do that, we had to build up three peak farm covers. So it's kind of a little bit long-winded, but for us to continue grazing until the 9th of December, we needed to build up a much higher peak farm cover in October to be able to extend our grazing into November. Um, whereas if we're only grazing or into December, whereas if we were grazing if in the early treatment that were housed on the 10th of November, we didn't need a farm cover, a peak farm cover of 12, 13, 1400 because we had a much earlier closing date. So we had three peak farm covers. So the group of cows that were housed the f- first because it was a shorter uh, or an earlier housing date with a peak farm cover of 1050. Um, on the group of cows that were housed 
normal on the 2020-25th of November. Again, that was standard, 1,200 of a peak farm cover per hectare. But to get to the 9th of December, we had to build up a peak farm cover of 1,400 um, in early October to be able to graze out until the 14th or to, until the 10th of December. Now, that caused problems in itself with terms of grazing extremely high covers um, in terms of leaf senescence and quality. Not as much of an issue in quality, but more on leaf senescence. Um, and also then on regrowth of those paddocks as well. If you're grazing covers of over 3,000 kilos in October, it's quite difficult then to get them back coming in as well. So from what that has shown us is building up extremely high farm covers. And I've been on farms that are building up peak farm covers of 14, 1500s. It may save on supplementation bills and less silage and less meal to be fed, but it can have a negative impact on the grass plant itself in terms of regrowth capacity, uh, leaf senescence and also tailoring as well by building up these big, big covers. And you're saying it's reducing your supplement bill. That's in the autumn time. Yes. What sort of effect is it having on, I suppose, grass growth over the winter? Well, it's going to, because you have these big, big covers, uh, your peak farm covers that you're grazing. So peak farm cover of 1400, you're going to be grazing covers of over 3000 kilos of a highest pre-grazing cover and if that is the case uh, number one you have reduced tillering because you're causing shading at the bottom of the plant you have leaf senescence because you're letting the plant in a very long rotation to get to that big cover and when you graze it then actually the the wsc or the sugar reserves in the in the stubble is actually reduced so the regrowth potential on those is lower as well so what that means when you put the three of them together is you have lower growth rates after you graze it compared to grazing slightly lower covers on the peak farm covers of 1,000 or 1,200, we had higher regrowths on those compared to the 1,400s. And then looking into the spring then, so there would have been a relatively low level of supplementation in the autumn time because there was a lot of grass yeah. where you closed late. Was there an effect in terms of grass availability and the amount of supplement you fed in the spring? Yeah, so when we, on the study, every time we had a group in, we said we're housing cows on the, the 9th of November and the, and the 9th of December and everyone said, God, the cows that are housed for the month are going to be on full-time silage, which they were. But the cows still eat the same roughly in the 12 months of the year. It's just when you're putting in that supplement. So on the cows that were housed earlier, we had to feed more silage to those in the autumn. Um, so in the autumn, they got about a bale and a half to two bales per cow in the autumn period from once they were housed or from was in mid-September until the, the start of December. Um, and most of that came during that month that they were housed. Whereas the cows that were out until the start of December only got uh, 200 kilos or just less than a bale per cow. So it was about a difference of three quarters of a bale fed in the autumn period between the early housing group and the late housing group. And what that transpired to then when we brought it over to the spring period is that because we had a much higher opening farm cover, and we'll go through the farm covers in a minute, but because we had a much higher opening farm cover on the early housing treatment and a much lower opening farm cover on the later housing treatment, we had to put in more silage and more supplement in the spring on the late treatments and the low opening farm covers versus the high opening farm cover. So cumulatively overall, it balanced up to, I think there was less than 50 kilos of a difference between the, the early housing and the late housing in the 12 months of the year in terms of supplement required. Um, but again, it's when you want to feed that silage. So if you can have a high enough farm cover and feed that high grass, the high grass allowance to the cows in the spring versus the autumn, when is the best time for the cow actual production? And uh, and delve into that, yeah. Mike. I mean, we, so, I know we have figures and, yeah. you know, each day at grass in the spring is 270 yeah. and it's a reduced rate in the winter, yeah. in the autumn so time. Wh what we found is, what we expected with keeping grass in the diet longer in the autumn and putting in higher level of silage in the diet in the autumn and the early closing treatment, that we would have a higher milk production 
in the autumn compared to the spring. Now that actually didn't happen. We had no difference in daily milk production or milk solids production on the early closed treatments of the cows that were housed earlier in the autumn and getting silage. Now that was over the entire period from September until the start of September until the start of December. So we had no difference in milk production at all. We had a slight decline in milk protein concentration particularly when the cows the early treatment were full-time housed um, when they were on full-time silage plus two or three kilos a meal so we had a slight reduction in protein percentage again very very small less than 0.15 percent um, but again when you're feeding that it, it that caused that drop for that last month when they were on full-time silage versus the cows that were still outside. So we didn't see the difference in autumn milk production that we would have expected. But what happened in the spring when we had opening farm covers of, on average over the three years, 1,100 versus 650 kilos on the highs versus the lows, um, it had a huge impact on, on milk production. So on milk solids per cow over the, the spring, the first rotation and the second rotation, so February, March, April and and up until the end of April, uh, we had 22 kilos of milk solids per cow of an increase of milk solids per cow on the early or the high opening farm cover or the early housing treatment versus the low opening farm cover or the, the, extent, the extended grazing. Uh, milk solids per cow are about 65 kilos of milk solids per hectare. Um, on that, all cows were stocked or treatments were stocked at 2.9 cows per hectare. So it did have a huge benefit by that earlier housing to get that higher farm cover housing them earlier in the autumn and getting that higher farm cover in the spring to have that grass to feed the cows in the spring rather than having putting in silage to freshly calve cows in the spring. So it did have a huge impact in the spring, but not as much in the autumn. And just going back to that, there was no difference between the milk production in the autumn time. No. Is that because the covers were so strong? Or so it's... It, it probably is a combination, but I, we... So because we had to graze until the start of December, we had to build that higher cover. Um, because we were grazing higher covers, there was more senesce material, more dead material, um, and a slight, not much, but a slightly lower uh, OMD quality compared to the cows that were grazing lower covers. Um, so that is partly due to it as well. And again, all cows were in late lactation and declining. And the silage quality that we're feeding the cows was quite good silage quality as well. If you were to do that with a very poor quality silage um, in the autumn and early housing, I would assume that I would imagine that the difference would be much, much greater than what we had observed. But because silage quality and I think come back to what Joe was talking about as well in terms of silage quality and feeding, um, it's important to get that silage quality if you're going feeding and pushing these stocking rates, you're going to have to put in silage at some point of the year. It has to be good quality silage that going into the cows. On terms of the, the OMD, so the silage that we were feeding on an OMD level was 74 to 76% OMD, which would be quite good. The grass in the spring that we had was 84% um, OMD in the spring um, and it was somewhere closer to 78, 79% in the autumn. So the autumn feed in terms of 76% silage, OMD silage and 77 78 grass they were quite similar which probably didn't cause the huge effect on, on milk production in the autumn and and then looking to the spring and, and you mentioned that you know where there where they closed early there was a higher opening cover and this led to a huge um, you know a huge benefit in terms of milk solids production in the region of 22 kilograms if we consider one of our goals when we get out to grass in spring we want to graze tightly to remove the dead senescent materials did you see a higher proportion of that sort of material where yeah. you closed earlier? So on the 
the high opening farm cover in terms of percentage of green leaf in this world. So if you take the grazing canopy, it's 100% material. If we break that into live green material, dead material and stem material, on the high farm covers versus the low farm covers, we had 69% green leaf material on the high farm cover and 72% green leaf material on the low farm cover. So it's a 3% difference in green leaf material, which is not massive, which only equated to a percent of a difference in OMD. So 84% versus 85% OMD. So it wasn't massive and they're still probably both far in excess of, of grass silage as well in terms of the spring, what you're, what you're feeding them out. But in terms of what you said there and utilising that grass in the spring and making sure you can graze it out, Everything that I've said here in terms of opening farm covers of 1,100 kilos, they're required on some farms, but not all farms. So, and again, back to the question in the autumn, stocking rates. There's no point with someone that's stocked at 2.2 or 2.3 cows per hectare having an opening farm cover of 1,100 kilos um, because it's going to be very, very difficult to be able to utilise that grass in the spring um, to be able to graze it out. So opening, closing date and opening farm cover has to be farm specific. And on the three years that we ran this study, just to go through some of the differences that you're going to get in years, on the three years that we ran this study, on the earlies alone, uh, the first two years we had an opening farm cover of 1,050 kilos. And on the third year, which was the spring of this year, we had an opening farm cover of 1,400 kilos. So whereas on the lates, in the first year we had 650 kilos of an opening farm cover in the second year 440 we had a quite poor winter over winter rotates and then this year 800 kilos so by doing the exact same thing we had a 400 kilo range in opening farm covers by doing the exact same thing in autumn so by just doing the exact same thing every autumn to get the, the same answer in the spring it's going to be quite difficult and because every farm is different soil type stocking rates spring demand, uh, turnout dates, housing dates are different. It's going to have to be farm specific. And for someone that's stocked at 3.5 cows per hectare, they need a much higher opening farm cover than for someone that's stocked at 2.5 cows per hectare. So their autumn closing management has to be different. If you have a very high spring demand and stocking rate, you're going to have to have a higher closing farm cover, start closing earlier to get that higher opening farm cover. Whereas that someone that has a lower, open, lower stocking rate, can afford to slightly extend the grazing season, but ensure that they still have enough grass in the spring to meet those. And I just did a, a thing looking at three stocking rates and what the opening farm cover required should be. So for someone that stocked at 2.5 with an 85% six-week calving rate and a turnout date on the 5th of February, they need an opening farm cover of 850 kilos of dry matter per hectare. Whereas if you go up to someone that stocked at three cows per hectare again, 85% six-week calving rate and a turnout date of the 5th of February, you're talking about just over 1,100 kilos of an opening farm cover to be able to achieve low-level supplementation and high grass allowances on those systems. So opening farm cover and closing date has to be farm-specific and it has to be catered to that individual farm as much as possible as well. And look, I think, the, um, you know, there's a whole lot of information in there, but like it's 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 really interesting where you are looking at a high stocking rate, particularly on a milking platform. You know, you need a high farm cover. And so, you know, maybe there is consideration for starting closing the farm slightly earlier. And, and I, I suppose a nice point on that is that you're you are seeing a slightly higher level of that kind of yellow senescent material but it's not really having too it's much not of having an impact. impact on milk production because even though the, the grass has a slightly higher senescent material or dead material it's still much higher feed quality than it would be than first than first or second cut silage that you will have to feed in its place so grass is still best if you have a higher stocking rate you need a higher opening farm cover 
with that is going to come a higher level of senesce material in those swords and the best thing you can do if that's the case is try and graze those as early as possible graze them as tight as possible to remove that senesce material and allow the sword to regenerate then and, and increase in quality. And, and finally, Jen, just to recap, uh, um, I suppose your top three tips for farmers for the next four months of the grazing so season. The next four months, start extending your grazing season from now on. Um, build your peak farm cover in early October and they're going to come together. Look at your closing pattern. So if you have a much higher feed demand in spring, you're going to have to start closing slightly earlier and have a higher closing farm cover versus someone that has a lower stocking rate. So again, look what your feed demand. Most farmers will have their their last scan or very close on the final scan done now. So they're going to know how many calves, cows are going to have calved in February, March and April of next year. They're going to know how much their stocking rate is within detail. So they can work out roughly what their spring demand should be next year. And as a result, decide what their opening farm cover should be and work back then to decide your closing farm cover. Thanks, Mike. I think we have some good steps to get us through to the end of the lactation. And that's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Mike Egan for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.